Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, I deserve this, didn't I? Because last night, AEW accidentally, without knowing, trolled me because some stupid idiot decided it would be ha-ha funny funny to start an interruption counter that we kept an eye on across all wrestling promotions. And look where it's got me. So seriously, we're just going to have to introduce some rules that we were basically doing anyway, because if we don't, I'm going to die. So, when it does come to the interruption counter, one, a wrestler must be cutting a promo when he is interrupted. Two, we, the fan, must not know that they're about to be interrupted. Like, it can't be a guest on Miz TV or something like that. And three, if somebody is in the ring and then somebody else interrupts them by beating them up, that does not count as an interruption because that shall now be counted officially as a run-in because one day we're probably going to want to do a run-in counter. So, yes, brace yourself because even with those rules, <laughs> my word... Do we have a lot to get into? But I love it. I absolutely love the madness. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to World Culture Wrestling. And AEW did just have their dynamite show. So let's up those damn downs. I started with Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish walking and swimming themselves to the ring. <laughs> yes, after Adam Cole had said, oh, by the way, ever since I arrived here, I'm undefeated. <laughs> they got interrupted. It was courtesy of the Young Bucks who said, hey, man, this is our company and we want our tag team titles back, especially because when it comes to all elite wrestling history, we held those championships for longer than everybody else. And seriously, Matt Nick Jackson, as far as I'm concerned, can do no damn wrong. They only spoke here for about 30 seconds, but I was entertained. And the reason they weren't able to speak longer, this is my new interruption dance, is because they were interrupted. It was by the best friends, but before we do get there, please do note that Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks, they ain't getting on at all, to the point Cole was like, can everybody calm down? And once the best friends had got to the ring, Orange Cassidy faced off with Adam Cole, and after a massive brawl, I kid you not, Adam Cole whammed Orange Cassidy right in the ball. So finally, after all of these years, we know that a piece of fruit 
does have testicles. Chris Statlander then jumped in to try and calm everything down, but that's when Britt Baker appeared from nowhere and she started to take out Chris Statlander. And I didn't realize this at the time. <laughs> like, oh, I'm such a numpty, I'm such a fool. Because how did this segment end with Adam Cole and Britt Baker leaving together? Because they are a couple in real life and we just properly established it on TV. So all of this was just crazy, to be honest. I mean, I've condensed it, but it was proper like, ha let's pull the trigger and go absolutely nuts. And it did feel a little bit different to AEW in terms of how they usually start shows. And dare I say it, it was a bit sports entertainment. But there's nothing wrong with sports entertainment. It's just a stupid term. Up. But yes, look, I haven't forgotten. Don't worry, I was just leaving it to the end because bring it down the AEW interruption board plus it up by two, which gives us a total in all of wrestling in 2022. And it's only like January the 12th, 13th or whatever. It goes up to 12. I'm in a lot of trouble. But they had this awesome video for Wardlow that made him seem like the most devastating man in all of sports entertainment when we did get to Wardlow taking on CM Punk. And I ain't gonna lie to you, I was incredibly excited. It started as you probably would have expected too with Wardlow just plowing through CM Punk as if there was a free pizza voucher behind him. And it got so bad at one point Punk had to go outside and shake it off because he's like, man, this guy is really powerful. It kept happening even when Punk went for a tornado DDT but Wardlow was like, ha, ha, no, and just threw him off. And just as he was about to go for his mega power bomb, I think CM Punk had a little bit of a panic because he started busting him out with kicks. This didn't work at all, though, because after Punk had flipped MJF off, who happened to be at ringside, Wardlow grabbed this guy and he gave him a power bomb 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 and he gave him a power bomb. Now I counted seven, but I may have been wrong. But as far as I'm concerned, it was seven power bombs. So I genuinely was sat there going, oh my gosh, Wardlow's going to win. And maybe he would have been able to do that. But Maxwell was like, Wardlow, I pay you the money. You're under contract with me. I want you to slam punk through Alan the announce table. So Wardlow was like, well, you do pay my finances. And he did it. So I was absolutely losing at this stage and CM Punk got back in the ring at like 9.999. But then Wardlow grabbed him again and he was gonna give him another power bomb. But this was a terrible mistake because of course CM Punk, he ain't no rookie. He's been doing this for years. So he busted out the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And he did get the, I suppose, fluke win. So this was like part match and part angle. I really dug it. MJF then lost it with Wardlow and Wardlow looked like he was about to explode, but Sean Spears had to run out there and calm everything down. So you just know it is coming. I mean, you can smell it. This is also how you should use the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, because even though CM Punk was the victor, it didn't really felt like Wardlow had lost. And also you just know eventually we are gonna get to Wardlow versus MJF. And I am going to be cheering for this man so much you ain't gonna believe it. So this is easily getting an up. I'm 99% sure it was based on the old Diesel versus Bret Hart match. And if I am correct, well that's just a round of applause because that thing was great. It then turned out to be a terrible night for Team Taz because they shouldn't have messed with Dante Martin. He was taken on Powerhouse Hobbs and honestly, these two barely tried to have a proper match because almost instantly they were fighting all around the ring and on the rampway. And what it did mean is that at one point, Hobbs grabbed this poor man and he threw him so hard into the floor, I thought he was gonna go through it into the center of the earth. Every time Martin tried to get out of this too by doing some kind of flippy dippy doodah, Powerhouse would just grab and go, nah brah, that's not happening. And of course, every time Martin did go to the outside, Ricky Starks, who was there, ran in, made sure the referee wasn't looking, and he gave him a bit of a kick. 
because he is a massive dick. I assume Powerhouse Hobbs was going to win here too. That just made sense to me, but it goes to show what the hell do I know? Because just as we were kind of moving in that direction, Ricky starts casting distraction. So Jay Lethal ran out there. He balanced the books. That kind of distracted Hobbs. So from nowhere, Dante Martin busted out his double springboard moonsault. And he pinned him for the one, two, three, and I went, huh. Now maybe I missed something, because where the hell is Leo Rush? I mean, he was best friends with Dante Martin recently. But if it is going to build to some kind of tag team match with Dante Martin and Jay Lethal, that's cool. But also, you could then add Rush back in, and you could do some trios contests here. And can you imagine? That's going to be impossible to make notes on because we ain't going to be able to keep up with this. So this kind of does feel like it's lost its way a little bit as we do move some of the chess pieces around. But look, it was still damn fun to witness, so I'm giving it an up. We also continued our feud between Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston, and surely, I mean surely, it ends with Santana and Ortiz going, screw you, Jericho, we're going home. Because Inner Circle was celebrating the fact that they just won the PWI Faction of the Year when Eddie Kingston walked in. And he interrupted. So bring it down, there it is, the board again. AEW goes up to five interruptions and a total of 15. And Kingston was all like, listen to me, Jericho. The reason Santana and Ortiz are not the tag team champions is because of you. You holding them back, and I don't like it. Santana tried to calm everything down here, although that could be a red herring. And again, I just want to double down. This is what we should do. We should build to Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. Eddie Kingston should win that. Then the inner circle should break up because Santana Ortiz is like, oh, Eddie, we're with you now and then we should make the proud and powerful the damn tag team champs. I don't know if that is going to happen, but I will wait and see. MJF also did all his usual teasing after this because he walked out all mad and he was like, oh, CM Punk, I hate you so much from the bottom of my tootsie toes. Imagine he said tootsie toes. So next week, it is going to be you versus... <laughs> Sean Spears. So it's simple stuff. It always works. I'm going to presume we will get to Maxwell versus Punk at the pay-per-view which is probably where you do want to do it, it will draw money. This episode of Dynamite 2 was just segment central as well because then we were in the back with Adam Cole and his friends as well as the Young Bucks when Britt Baker walked in. <laughs> we were not wasting any time because Cole and Britt looked into the camera and said, hey, Orange Cassidy, hey, Chris Statlander, why don't we have a mixed tag team match soon? So that's what we're going to do. And if you are keeping track of this too, it is indeed a piece of fruit and an alien teaming together. Wrestling. Hangman Adam Page was then here, and he basically my hero. He got a great reaction, so clearly we're doing something right with him, and he didn't waste any time either, because he said, look, I just beat one of the best wrestlers in the world, so why doesn't somebody come out here and press start on controller two so we can get to the next challenge? And then it got a little bit weird, because Dan Lambert interrupted, and then after I was over the fact the damn lamp had interrupted. I was like, oh my gosh, I said the word interruption. Bring it down. Put on another one. Add to the total. You know the deal. Anyways, at first I thought, okay, so maybe Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky is going to be challenging for the world title, which would have been cool. But after Lambert had basically insulted Hangman Adam Page, going, man, you're a rubbish cowboy. And there's been so many good cowboys in professional wrestling. Of all the people... Out came Lance Archer. And look, I get it. Lance Archer didn't say anything. But when you go back to the rules we just established, I think this counts as an interruption. Somebody was cutting a promo and he was cut off. There it is. It's back. Just do the things. I don't know what just came out of my mouth. And that was a strange sound effect. I just regret, man. 
I am living with regret. Seriously though, at first it looked like he was going after Dan Lambert for some reason, who was also shouting mad think what Jake would tell you to do, which made me laugh. But he turned his attention to Paige, his potential I just said, because I can't talk anymore, and he murdered this guy. I mean, it finished with him giving him a blackout on a chair. Oh, I think Hannah Man and Paige is gonna get up from there. So does this mean that Archer has joined up with the men of the year? It kind of felt that way. But this is also proper old school booking. It's like Hangman has just dealt with, again, one of the technical wrestlers. So why don't we just book him against a monster? I can get behind this, although to be fair, AEW is gonna have to do some great work to make me really believe that Lance Archer could become the champion at this point in time. It just doesn't feel like it. This was good, this was fine. It ticked the box. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We then had another skit, and we had so many skits later on, that it was here I turned into old man Miller. All like, oh, Agatha, have you seen my glasses? Because this time it was Arn Anderson, his son Brock, and Lee Johnson. And as they were talking, they <laughs> got interrupted by FTR. Do we even need to say that? Bring it down, blah, 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 put it up. The short version of this, though, is that Tully Blanchard said, Brock, don't worry about your family ties. You shall join us. And before long, it turned out we were going to do this tag team match next week. But it was just so many segments and so many skits on this episode of Dynamite. At one point, I was like, man, I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't even think I can keep up. So this combined with everything else just felt like one step too far. And don't get me wrong, this tag team match will be great. And everybody can learn from FTR because they are tremendous. But we probably could have shaved a few of these off. That's why it's getting a down. We then had a great video for Jade Cargill and her victory in the TBS tournament. And honestly, AEW has done a great job in making her feel like a star when it was time for round four as Sheeta took on Serena Deeb. Now, some people felt like this was one rematch too many, but look, 
AEW never does rematches, so I don't care. But also, these two have such good chemistry. But more importantly, this new character that Deeb is playing, well, it may be one of the best in the damn promotion. I really do think she must be in line for a mega push because not only did she attack Sheeta during her entrance, not only did she grab her leg and smash it into the steel steps, but then she beat her up some more. She put her in the ring. She applied the serenity lock and Sheeta was in so much pain. I suppose she kind of passed out because ref was like, well, what do you want me to do? This poor person can't die in front of my eyes. That is it. I mean, it couldn't have gone more than three minutes. So this was my face because I really didn't see it coming. And also afterwards, Serena Deeb got the kendo stick and she was just smashing everything. And it really made me interested to see what's next. And Serena Deeb right now, like I've already said, is just an absolutely mega star. And I can't really recall AEW doing something like this in the past. But if she now destroys everyone, I mean, flub it. I'm just gonna say it. Why don't you make her the female Brock Lesnar? Screw that, she's even better than that. She's just so damn good and it's getting it up. And then there was even more madness, again, going back to what I just said, because the Jurassic Express was here. The long and the short of that is that they're going to be taking on the Dark Order, I think, on Rampage for the championships. And we also had Matt Hardy tying a promo on Penta. I was just spinning around. I've also just realized, though, the Dark Order interrupted the Jurassic Express. I missed that one. I'm going to have to put it down on my notes. Bring it down. Kapow. What are we going to do? Anyway, going back to Matt Hardy and Penta, they then did have a match. I'm not 100% sure what the beef was, but this was essentially there to build to the post-match angle, which I'll spoil for you in case you're not going to watch for the next 35 seconds. It was pretty damn good. It also kept Penta on TV, which is good because he's got momentum right now, because of course Phoenix suffered that horrendous injury last week, although it's nowhere near as bad as everybody thought, so that rocks. And basically, eventually he hit the fear factor onto Matt Hardy, and he got the one, two, three. I mean, it did its job. Who's going to get mad? It did allow Penta to grab a microphone, though, where he decided to address Malachi Black because he was like, man, you keep screwing with my stuff, which is when the lights went out. <laughs> That's an interruption. Like, it just is. Is this even in line with the rules? I don't know. Bring it down. Put the number up. I don't know what to do. May I just run away? May I just run out the screen and you'll never see me again? Screw all of that though, because Black just started murdering everyone before, of course, the Varsity Blondes ran out to try and make the save because Malachi Black's been horrible to them too. But he was then up against the numbers game because, of course, he had three versus one. And this is when the lights went off again. When they came back on, who was standing in the ring? None other than Ring of Honors, Brody King. This was doubly cool because, of course, in PWG, Malachi Black and Brody King are the damn tag team champions. And these two guys absolutely murked everybody here. I'm not kidding you. Instantly, I was like, making the tag team champions. That's what I did. I'm that much of a nerd, but I like to see big men kicking ass. So this was just super cool. Mega nerds like me will be doing backflips and I cannot wait to see what we do with these two guys, especially because now King is part of the House of Black. We then had yet another segment. I'm not going to get back to it. I've already explained myself, but it was Layla Hurst, Chris Statlander and Red Velvet. And even though they're meant to be a team on Rampage, Layla Hurst doesn't think Chris Statlander is focused on that because she's thinking about her match against Adam Cole and Britt Baker. I really like Layla Hirsch and she's going to turn super heel soon. But honestly, at this point, I was like, I'm forgetting all the stories here because they're coming up my bald head very fast. Okay, now, right. More talking for me to do to you. Do I like a professional wrestling show having wrestling 
matches? Of course I do. And do I always appreciate the fact that AEW puts wrestling first? Yes. I mean, I watch wrestling for wrestling, so just give me wrestling. I also get why we want the Acclaim to win a match, because they're about to face Sting and Darby Allen, and I'm a big fan of Bear Country. I mean, if you just pretend they're bears, it makes it really enjoyable. But when it was time for these two to have a tag team match, I couldn't help but feel, shouldn't we have put this on a different show? And look, I want to make it very clear. Anthony Bowens and Max Caster are genuinely two of my favourite people in all of wrestling right now. And Bear Country, to me, seemed to have all the potential you could possibly have. But even the fans were a little bit quiet for this one because it was a little bit like, why now? And once again, it was building to an angle after the fact, but I think we could have just done the angle here. And that's why when all was said and done, we got to give it a down. Obviously the acclaimed one after a mic drop, but it was here when it got really good because Sting's music started to play. I started to feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum and him and his son Darby Allen just ran through the acclaimed. And seriously, nobody does it better. They just have such an aura and such an atmosphere about them that I start getting all oogly-boogly when they do come to the ring. And I don't even know what any of that means. The point is, I'm just in love with Sting. He may be the best legend ever, and that bit is getting up. I then got so excited because we had this vignette with Pac where he basically said, oh man, I'm blind now, but I can see clearer than ever. It's like, Pac, that doesn't make any sense. But it was so well put together and also, Pac here was basically transforming into a character from Metal Gear Solid. So sign me right up for that one. I mean, my word, what the hell he is going to do. And then Matt Hardy was talking, saying he's so mad when he got interrupted by Andrade. <laughs> now, it does seem like those two are going to get together. And I'm all for that because I love Matt Hardy. And Andrade right now is on a tear. <laughs> but bring it down. Mark it up. I don't even know what it is anymore. Was it 10? And the total's 20. I think it's 10 and 20. But Phil, who edits these videos, he's good too. He keeps an eye on it. And I'm sure the figure will be accurate. It's then time for our main event, which I appreciated because it was interim TNT title time. And if you do put it in the last match on the show, subconsciously I go, well, I should absolutely think that's an important championship because look where it's placed. It was also Daniel Garcia versus Sammy Guevara. I thought this was superb. Up. What I really loved is the fact that Garcia would focus on his technical skills, whereas Sammy would just try and fly around the place like he was an aeroplane. But we know how good Sammy Guevara is. He has proven that over the last couple of years. But my word, this Danny boy, the way he applies moves and the way he hits people, I'm a bit like, does he know wrestling like, you know, sports entertainment? Or does he actually want to kill these people? Because that's how he comes across. I mean, he blocked a GTH attempt into a sharpshooter slash scorpion deathlock at one point. And he just bent back so much, I thought he was going to break Sammy Guevara in half. There was also this ludicrous pile driver later on, and I genuinely couldn't figure out which direction we were going to go in. But because, of course, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho were at ringside, the shenanigans button was right there, so somebody was always going to press it. And it was basically 2.0 coming down and beating up Chris Jericho, and for some reason that did make me laugh. And I suppose you could say it caused a distraction, because this is when Sammy went, all right, man, if you're not going to look at me, I'll hit you with the GTH, which he did, and he got the 1, 2, 3 and he is still your interim champ. And do not get me wrong, this was a really good match that you should watch, but we kind of had to blast through it because so much happened on this episode of Dynamite. My ups and downs timer limit is running short. We also went off air with Jericho and Kingston arguing after they had beaten up 2.0. So I suppose we will do this tag team match and then build to the singles match at the pay-per-view. And once again, just so everybody knows, I think Eddie Kingston should win and then maybe take a step to the dark side, which is going to be quite hard to do because here 
Everybody was cheering him. I mean, who doesn't love Eddie Kingston? Which did bring us to the end of an absolutely nuts dynamite. I do want to say I loved all the interruptions. I don't care. I sat there and I laughed and I felt so happy in my tum-tum. So keep bringing them at me and I will keep judging them. And while a lot did happen, it's not like this was a bad show and maybe it wasn't one of the best, but come on, man. We are doing, what, 52 weeks of television here. Not every single one is going to be a home run. It still gets it up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.